Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Strike Zone podcast. I am your co-host, Ted Keith. I'm Steve Canella. Steve, it has been a while. The, it has. The series, the season got real. The postseason got real. I like how you said another edition of the podcast. This is the first edition in quite a while. In the postseason. For me, anyway. It's our first postseason edition, but uh, we had to wait until we could get our very special guest available. Big timer. Sports Illustrated's NBA editor. SI Kids Managing Editor, and all-around Cleveland Sports Oracle? Too strong a word? Mark I, I don't know what it means. Expert. So, uh, <laughs> Hello, Mark. Welcome back to the Strike Zone Podcast. You were on earlier this year. Uh, yeah, there were some <laughs> FCC issues, I believe. And <laughs> <laughs> keeping me from returning. Pretty sure the FCC is not listening to this. Uh, when did you... Uh, you live in Cleveland currently, right? Is it... <laughs> Cleveland, Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mark is uh, our staff, our staff Clevelander. You're not officially a Clevelander now, but you you have Cleveland in your blood. And uh, many moons ago, I believe he said his favorite Indians pitcher was Paul Shuey. Yeah, either Paul Shuey or Steve Carsey. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. So let's anyways, start. yeah, I moved when I was nine and a half. The, the whole the, our staff is full of people like this. People who are not yeah. they're they sort of represent various geographical areas, but they're not Well, you live in Boston. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Um see if you guys knew Canella, you would know how funny that was. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said he lived in Boston, but he doesn't. Well since the only people listening are family members, <laughs> they were all get the joke. Uh all right, so Hi Meg. You uh <laughs> you uh all right, well, you went to a local tavern here in New York City to watch Game 2 of the World Series. I did. Full of Cleveland fans. What's the what, what's the vibe? What's the feeling? People on edge? People excited? People happy-go-lucky? People ready to slit their wrists by the fourth uh, it's, inning? It's one, of those, it's one of those bars. It's a, it's Brother Jimmy's, so it's kind of like... Ooh, which uh, one? Union uh, Square. Oh, I've been there many times. So it's kind of like... Cleveland is famous for its barbecue, as everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, better in basketball season. But, you know, so anyways, like, you know, by the sixth inning, there's some woman on the bar with a bottle of whiskey pouring shots down people's throats, uh, ringing a bell of some sort. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the kids today. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's kind of hard to gauge, um, you know, somebody's attitude when they're having a woman in cutoff shorts pour whiskey down their throat. Uh, so I don't know is the answer to your question. <laughs> I feel okay. Though. I thought I mean, you were there to watch a baseball <laughs> game, but I guess I was wrong. Um, I, I guess my that's my way of asking what, what's what's the, what's the mood of Cle- uh, of Indians Nation right now? Well, I, I'm only one man. Uh, Speak, <laughs> be the voice of a generation. Come on. Um, uh, person, you know, I, I read something somebody said. I think it was Joe Torrey. Uh, and he said that he didn't like opening a series at home because he thought it was too much pressure to have to win the first two games. Like, if you don't win the first two, you're in really bad shape. Um, which I kind of see. I mean, I think if you offer the Cubs a split, they'd say they'd be pretty happy. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't, I, it would have been nice to hold serve. After the first game, that was sort of my reaction. It was like, all right, fine, good win and all, but that's just what they were supposed to do. Um, but... You know, having Kluber pitch on Saturday, it sort of feels like there's a pretty good chance that they can get things back, um, you know, to where they should be as far as the home field goes. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not I, – I, I think 
uh, you know, everyone's just I, me at least. I'm. You're just calm. one man. I'm just one man. <laughs> How about this? If you were Terry Francona and the Indians took a lead early in Game Three, series is tied one-one right now. How early would you go to Andrew Miller? In, re- in relief of Josh Tomlin with like a one-run lead, let's say, like the fourth inning, the fifth inning? No. How early is too early for you? No, because and th- this is where it got tricky for him. and it was He made this mistake in the first game. I would second guess. Well, it ended up not mattering, but, you know, normally the one guy you can depend on to go deep is Kluber, but if you're going to try and pitch him three times, then you got to watch his pitch count, which means you can't expect him to pitch eight innings, which means you're going to want to save Miller – um, you know, for for the Kluber days too, and now it's a little trickier because he's got you know he's got three games in three days coming up, so he, I think he's got to sort of watch what he does with him. I, I, the the intriguing thing to me is Salazar. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I just I don't know, I don't know how much rest he's gonna need. You know, Tito's really weird about not weird. It's just every manager is like that now. It's like, well, you know, he's not stretched out. I mean, I know he's a starter, but he hasn't started in a while, so he's sort of, I assume, he's kind of been working like a reliever. So They should be able to get two innings out of him, right? I would think, unless they're worried about the fact that he pitched last night, but um, bringing it back that short. But I, I would think it, I would think an inning or two, I, unless, you know, unless in their mind he's still sort of working on that every fifth day schedule and they don't want him throwing three times in five days. Um, I don't know but, why that, that's. I don't know why you would put him on the roster then if he's not if yeah. he if he can't do that. That's hmm. I don't know. I I, um, oh. I I just I don't know how what they're you know sort of what they're expecting. It's it's you know they they did this all year every time they would have these sort of bullpen games. They got these guys. They would like Clevenger. They'd bring up from the minors, but they weren't starting him in Cleveland, so they put him in the bullpen for a little while, and then all of a sudden he couldn't spot start because they were like, well, he's not stretched out. So I I think the question is how stretched out is Danny Salazar? But I'm intrigued by it. I think, you know, if they could get, if they could get, you know, three good innings out of Tomlin and three good innings out of Salazar. Isn't that amazing? Three out of your starter. Well. Where have you gone, Jack Morris? Are you a fan of the movie uh, Major League? It's funny, Ted. It's funny. I swear. I swear. This is not a plant. Nobody said yeah, no, Ted no asked him about Major yeah. League. So I really want to know. The, this is what I do when I when I have to unwind. Oh boy, stretch out. <laughs> I stretch out on the couch, and I watch Roadhouse. Oh, because it's the it's the greatest Didn't movie ever. It's just it's just the greatest film there is. The problem is, it's <laughs> no longer on HBO Go or Netflix. So I got home last night. Everybody's asleep. VHS. I go down. I'm like, all right. I know it's not on HBO Go, but maybe it's back on Netflix. So I type, you know, I type in Roadhouse on the search, and it, it, it comes up empty. But it gives you like titles related to, right. and number one was Major League. So I watched Major League last night. After the World Series game, you watched Major League. Yeah, I that fell asleep. Awesome. I fell asleep about two. Why would Roadhouse be related to Major League? I don't know because they're '80s, you know. I don't think any. I don't think there's sort of any though. cast overlap or anything like that. But, um, <laughs> there's always clown college. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of that's cool. What, what do you? How do you think Major League holds up all these years later? Um, you know, it, it. I I generally have issues with like watching sports movies because you know they take so many stupid liberties. Like yeah. you know, the owner can't come in and be like, "These are the players we're inviting." You know, people have contracts. You can't just say, "All right," and also. 
you know, if Lou Brown is managing in Toledo for 30 years, how does the GM of the Indians not know who he is? Fair point. Charlie. Charlie I mean, wasn't Charlie, very bright. No, but, but, but he was. He did a good job. He put a good team together. But And you thought at the time that movie came out that you would never live to see the day where the Indians had a celebration, and yet here we are. Well, still waiting. They had a pretty good celebration after getting to the World yeah. Series. Yeah. Do you think uh, – as a tribe, as a as a tribe supporter, are you uh, are you miffed that the the Indians are they're not getting any drought love in this World Series compared to the I mean everyone's talking about the Cubs World's going to go crazy with the Cubs it sort of feels like if the Indians win it's uh, well it's just another team that won you don't want to talk about Major League anymore we can go back <laughs> I to will. Major League uh, no but yeah. the the premise of Major League is almost forgotten now because well, everyone's obsessed with what the Cubs are doing whereas in any other year the Indians being on the cusp of winning the World Series would. It is funny, be you know, a huge Bob Euchard makes the joke about how it's a die-hard night, so a free admission <laughs> for anyone who was alive the time, last time the Tribe actually won a pennant, which at the time was only like 35 years. Now, That's well, I guess, well, a pennant, yeah, so I guess it's... 97. World Series would have changed it. Um, Between the Cubs and the, and the, yeah, the Cavs taking some of the starch out of the whole Believe Land thing, it's... Uh, yeah. it's, it's I, but you know, I don't care. They're I getting shafted. Not, but what does that mean? Get, not getting enough know. drought love? What? I don't know. I just said I just made it that. like a phrase. I just made up. That's, that's what people in, you know, <laughs> California complain Better about. than a love drought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but about would that. it mean as much to you if they win this now that the Cavs have won? I oh, think we yeah. T- yeah. It, it would. Okay. Totally. The Cavs, you know, the Cavs, great because, you know, now at least, uh, you know, at least there's one thing there. But I think for most people – speaking for the entire city of Cleveland and anyone who's ever lived there. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's it's the hierarchy is pretty obviously Browns, Indians, Cavs. Um, because the whole huh. title drought, the Cavs didn't even exist until six years into that. So True. You know, people just aren't as invested. And they played out in Richfield for the first 20 years. And, um, you know, there's just not that – there's not that investment – um, with the Cavs like there is with the Browns who are never going to win um, and the Indians who are sort of in between the two. Maybe the Browns will rally this year, make the playoffs. I, and I believe they're already th- eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Go three yeah, for three. three. It's it's not even a sure, I think they're 9-0-7. They're I don't think 9-7 is going to get them in. <laughs> you never know. Uh, all right, actual baseball. Mm-hmm. Game three. Can we, first of all, can we... Can we stop acting like this is – Adrian Peterson miracle? played running back in the NFL six months after ACL surgery. The yeah. Treating Kyle Schwarber like he's Lazarus walking out of a tomb because he might stand still in left field for nine innings. <laughs> Going a little far, I think. Okay. Don't you think? Uh, it's a, I'm, I'm extremely impressed that he can walk – well, he has walk a, out of the fall league and hit him alive major yeah. league pitch. That's incredible. That's very impressive. But well, tre- Trevor Bauer. <laughs> he, t- he did a double True. off the wall against Corey Kluber. I know. Yeah. True. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. I think. I think the praise for that was the a pipe shot Kluber threw him. That yeah, it was. He was. He was. He was, was looking for a story. Was that the three? <laughs> that was a three zero. Oh, that's right. That was the three uh, zero. Was game two of a single up the yeah. middle. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the. That was the power. Um, that was off of uh, Kluber did not serve up a meatball. That I, was I in was the. Kidding. That was in the Hollywood Square. Uh, the center, <laughs> the center square there. But the, um. Yeah. By the way, if your reference earlier, if you're referencing that your story you did on SI.com, yeah. your ongoing repartee with Mark McCluskey, um, and you're lying about Hollywood Squares, anyone who's under 40 didn't get it, 
as someone under 40, I, I know what Hollywood Squares is. I did not know who Paul Lind was. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So, well, yeah. Canal and I were watching the Indians Sorry. Red Sox game on TBS, and they had the, the strike zone into, into, into quadrants. So it was like three rows of three, so it looked like the Hollywood Squares. What would you call that? Nonagents? Oh, yeah, I guess it's not quadrants, uh. is it? No. Boxes. Um, <laughs> it was a tic-tac-toe board. Yeah, it was a t- yeah. Brady Bunch or Hollywood Squares. There you go, Brady Bunch. So Talman was pitching in the particular game, and I made some reference about how it looks like it's Hollywood Squares, <laughs> and he's just throwing at Paul Lind because everything he was throwing was right down the chute. Paul Lind always had the center square. Right. I'm just, I thought James J. Bullock had the center <laughs> square when uh, I was watching Hollywood Squares. Uh, That's a different Hollywood Squares. That was yeah, the, it must have been the new version. That was not the good Hollywood Squares. <laughs> so Paul, who was Paul Lind? He was this. He was on. He, he was like a professional game show guest, which is okay. what people did in the '60s and '70s. But he was also on Bewitched. Um, nice. I forget what character he. We played. really should have. Russian, might, we should have Russian on yeah, through this conversation. Ah, you might say the Indians have been. No, they haven't been bewitched. You might no. say oh. it, but. <laughs> or you might not. Be, you I might say it, and people might roll their eyes. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're giving game three to the Cubs. Then is what we're saying. Josh Tomlin. Yeah, I'm saying we're, we're hoping series, for three innings out this of Josh whole Tomlin. Series hinges on game four. Either hey, the Indians pitched. win game four, or the series ends in five. He has automatically. Oh yeah, I'm giving the Cubs game, four, game three right now. I have sort of. I'm just sort of assuming the Indians are going to lose Game Three, but I'm not. When I think about it, you know, Tomlin has p- he's pitched twice in the postseason. He pitched well both times. He beat he pitched, the Red Sox. He pitched fi- he, five innings and he pitched five and two thirds, and he was fine in both of them. Um, so I think the Cubs score like eight runs in Game Three. Well, it, you know, Ben Ryder wrote a really good thing online uh, after the LCS about Tomlin and how I guess. If you go on Fangrass and look, he's got like the fifth least effective curveball in, <laughs> in the majors. But against Toronto, it's all he threw. He, yeah. he didn't really throw. He doesn't really throw it that much. He throws that. You know, he just throws those sort of fastballs that run and dart and um, and sink. And and he just kind of went to the curveball against the Blue Jays, and they couldn't hit it. And um, I, you know, the Cubs. If he has the good curveball, there's a great quote from Tomlin. He's like, some days it's good, some days it's bad. If it's good, then, you know, uh, as as they keep saying on TV, if you can spin the ball, yes. uh, the Cubs are going to have trouble. Like Rich Hill. So you think the way the Cubs got shut down by Rich Hill in the NLCS, Tomlin could do the same? He could. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. But that's a problem, Josh. If only there was some way to plan out, today's going to be one of the days when it's good. But the- right. Plus, also, you know, I, I got to believe that the Cubs are probably, you know. You think I think the Cubs might have watched that game and probably are going to be looking for. But that also, it's, it's I've never heard it's, uh, they've been playing baseball for 100 and, what, 40 years. Uh Kluber had a similar story. Supposedly Kluber, Verducci wrote this the other day, Kluber throwing in the bullpen before the game, and he actually kind of smiled, which is something I don't Impossible. think he had done before. He pulled a muscle in his cheek. <laughs> uh, but because he, he his ball was moving so much in the bullpen, he just knew he was going to be unhittable that night. That's It's amazing to me that a major league pitcher will get out to the bullpen and you know either discover that he's really good or really bad that night in a way that... Uh, yeah. I'm that way with headlines when I have to write a headline. Yeah. Some days I got it, and I know. Right, uh, right. What would your headline be for the Indians winning the World Series? Put you on the spot a little bit. Um, Can't do Believe Land. That's Indian Uprising. Done. That was the, 
No, that was the headline in 1987. Season preview. Um, hard to believe that one slipped past the. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, it is many layers. <laughs> it's no? okay. Uh, SI has lots of editors. They're not always good editors. That's uh, <laughs> a lot. I had to see that cover. At least that was now 1987. Yeah, that was different sensibilities. All right. Well, so going ahead. All right. You say Ted. You say it all hinges on Game Four, which is yeah. I say quite they, possibly it means true. That when Game Four series does not go back to Cleveland, yeah. Game Five, which means I'm totally going to be wrong. Let's. The season, this the season, and the series could be riding on Trevor Bauer in three days rest. That doesn't seem like a good plan. There's no. Uh, is that what they're going to do? I, I, at this point, I would pitch Ryan Merritt again. Interesting. Do you or think something. Salazar any chance? I, like I said, I just don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I'm guessing. Who would you rather see if they're down three two, or if they're down three one going into game five? Well, who would you want to see? Bauer, Merritt, or maybe Salazar? I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if. Francona didn't start Merritt and just do a bullpen game mm-hmm. with Salazar in there and figure maybe he gets three out of Merritt, two out of Salazar. Might depend what happens in, in game three. Cause I mean, yeah, it's Tarot Tar- Tar- and Manchin. Well, game four and McAllister didn't exactly. But if Kluber, inspire, but to but your point, like if you, if you need, let's say, Miller for two innings in game three – and Kluber on short rest in game four with the hope of needing him on short rest again in game seven. You can't let him go eight innings in game right. four. So, like, you gotta, you've got three days in a row now where you have eight guys in your bullpen that you need to I'll, balance. You know what? I'll bet, I'll bet he lets Kluber go as long as he can go. Probably. It also depends on if he uses – if he has – I mean, if they, get, if they get killed tomorrow night and Miller doesn't pitch and – True. Then you can use him in four and five. I think he can use Miller twice. Big twice, maybe, for a hitter in the other game. All right. The other big debate that I'm inventing right now, it's not really a debate. Jose, uh, Javier Baez, Francisco Lindor. I know what your answer is going to be. you got one. You got to pick one of those guys to start a team right now. Yeah. Who are you picking? Lindor. That guy's going to be the best player in the American League in, well, uh, in two years. If it's he's not, not already. I, I love Francisco Lindor is great. Friend of the Strike Zone podcast, The Lost Tapes. Uh, really? Yeah. You guys had him on and didn't use it? Yeah. Why? Because we had to pre-tape it for something, and then by the time we he wasn't were funny to enough. use it, it was, it was He refused to speak window. for all of Cleveland. He's got to bring the funny. Um, but I would take him because the only as much as I love Javi Baez, I love watching him as a neutral observer. If I were like an executive tasked with building a team, I'd have a hard time picking a guy to start that team who the only way he'll take a pitch is if you almost hit him with it. <laughs> That's a, that's not a sound plate discipline strategy, but he, I love his versatility. He does. I love he his does like a talent. Does like him a high fastball, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It's been evident in every bat he takes that you can get him out with fastballs in his eyes and sliders in the opposite batter's box, and the only way he's not sw- swinging is if you back him off the plate. Yeah, I would take Lindor too. Okay, would you take Baez, Steve? No. Uh... <laughs> I agree with you. Baez is probably more fun to watch in some ways, only because he's you know he's he's on that line between being a brilliant player and being a train wreck. If he, if he I also love the fact that he would be great. Yeah, but he also there are there he's made a couple of errors this this postseason. He's he made one he made what might be the most brilliant defensive play I've ever seen. That line drive he let right. drop to turn the double play, which was that was the the. the mental processing speed it took to pull that off was, right. was pretty incredible. But then they had a play where he stole home and he should have been out by 30 feet if right. the Dodgers didn't botch the botch right. the throw and botch the play. He made a terrible, terrible mistake that 
was almost a huge turning point in that game, and he got away. It with makes it. it fun to watch. A lot of exactly sure, a lot yeah. of what he does that makes him fun to watch is him getting away with crap that other players know not to try. Whoa, whoa, and, we can we can curse on this podcast? That's not a curse. In what Cleveland, is? that might be a curse, but we're Steve's from Boston, so that's not a curse yeah. in Boston. <laughs> it's wicked crap. <laughs> uh, Lindor made a great play last night too, and Jason Kipnis. Speaking of ridiculous errors, catch the ball, Jason. Chase Utley did the exact oh, same thing in, uh, in that, that spectacular series. play. Although Utley tried to barehand his on a great play that uh, Seager made. Um, yeah, that was not a good play. He didn't try to barehand it. He's just so old he doesn't wear gloves anymore. Harkening back to an <laughs> earlier time, <laughs> barehanded. <laughs> He keeps field. asking the pitcher to throw the ball <laughs> in a certain spot, and they never listen to him. Says, pretend that I'm, who would you say, Nipsey Russell? Ball seven. <laughs> <laughs> Name, all right, we're back to this. Name the Hollywood squares in your uh, dream I, I could do a match game lineup. much better. I, I I was never really a Hollywood squares fan. James J. James J. Bullock. No, no, it's, no, it's no Jim J. Bullock, Rivers, not James. It's Joe Rivers later. was It's Jim and it's spelled. Yeah, you're, this is a different, this is a later version. Um, John doesn't even know John Taylor, the producer, doesn't even know what's going on. I barely know what's going on. No, I, I, I'm more of a match. Game All right, what guy. if you did a match game or, or Hollywood Squares with your favorite Cleveland Indians players? Nine Cleveland Indians players, all time. Who gets center square in that? Does it have to still be Paul, Paul Shuey? <laughs> I love that. I'll take Paul Shuey for the block. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's a, uh, do you just want my nine yeah. favorite Indians? Yeah, but I want to know where, you know, I don't know strategy well, how, how of Hollywood. You, there's no strategy. It's, 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 you're playing tic-tac-toe. It's uh, okay. toe. It's like. So like Manny, would Tommy be in there? Tommy would be, Manny wouldn't. Tommy would. I bought, I bought, I saw on eBay, so I bought them these um, Christmas tree ornaments. They're Cleveland Indians Christmas tree ornaments. One is Manny. Uh, <laughs> it looks nothing like Manny. And the other one is Jim Tommy, and Tommy is bunting. <laughs> You know how many sacrifice buns Jim Tomey had in his career? <laughs> Take a guess. Three. Zero. One. Really? Yeah. And they captured it in this ornament. <laughs> he was a lithe third baseman when he first came he up. Was it's a, guy, it's a, it was a Christmas miracle, him laying down that bun. <laughs> they wanted to uh, commer- commemorate it. Uh, I don't know how you rank the squares around the center. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just depends where you start. It's I'll like, tell you what I was surprised by to, to give it a, a bit of a baseball flavor. Game one of the World Series, or first World Series in 19 years, and the guy who threw out the first pitch was Kenny Lofton? Almost missed his I beloved. I love Kenny Lofton, but. Beloved Indian, because you know what? Because they, they traded him, and they got Right, and then justice, got him right And back. then he came right. back. Wouldn't you uh, want the guy, though, who was on that team for both? World Series appearances because he wasn't on the ninety seventeen. They probably mm-hmm. win the World Series. Wasn't his if he's fault. On the ninety seventeen. I don't know, man. No, Mar- Marquise Grissom came up huge. In Grissom, the LCS Gr- Grissom was good. Um, I got Justice and Grissom. Like you could have had Manny, which would have been amazing. Well, on that throwing out the first pitch, yeah. uh, couldn't find him. Didn't know where he was. No. Or also, what was the, David Cubs? Ortiz in the Matrix? Now, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> the suit. Uh, he, Interesting. It, Get up. You're hanging out with Kank Aaron. Take off your glasses. It was, yes. <laughs> oh, fair point. It was cloudy. Um, no, I, I got no problem with Kenny. You know, Kenny. Yeah. Should have been Charles Nagy because he threw the last pitch of their last World Series. Let him finish the job this time. Oh, jeez. Oh, it wasn't his fault. Was that a shot? Was it Tony Fernandez's fault? I was going to say, maybe. Fault, was it? Well, if you ask Tony Fernandez, it was God's fault. <laughs> he pulled the old, it was God's will that that ground ball went through my legs. <laughs> That's what they should do. They should have him. Uh, he should snap the first pitch. He should come out and like shotgun snap it through his legs. Yeah. To, uh, oh, you know, Fernandez. He did hit the. He hit the home run that won the 
that got him there. So yeah, true. Um, Alomar, where's Al- where's Robbie? He could go. Uh, he could do. He could throw out yeah. a first pitch. He'd be, he'd be good. Uh, yeah, Robbie. That, that well, could have worked. Robbie. Vic Wirtz. He's still around. Vic Wirtz. Probably not. I, who Who were those guys who sang the anthem last night? I don't Low know. cash is what they were called. It was like two two guys who look like. <laughs> I thought that was a perpetual state of being on the Strike Zone podcast. I'm guessing uh, the oh. frequent discussion of. Uh, 70s game shows and not knowing who low cash is might not be good for <laughs> the demographics. Not a Venn diagram overlap there. I don't, I don't know that low cash where they we know how to attract hippest, kids. Uh, hippest duo. Well, out who there. throws it out for Game Three in Chicago? Bill, if it's uh, it's got to be Billy Williams, right? Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. Please, please let it be Bartman. Oh, that would be. No, because they'd feel like they were jinxing the team. Just no. By I think they probably There's want him to do it. Bartman I think should come refusing. on and throw a goat. <laughs> They're throw a ball at a goat. goat. If how awesome would it be if Bartman walked out there wearing <laughs> wearing his headphones <laughs> and threw out the first pitch? Yikes! That's a that's an intriguing idea. No, or somebody, here's what they should do: somebody talk to you know Bartman's got like this guy who makes his public proclamations, right. and he said there's no way. I know, I know. Here, but here, if he had any sense of humor, they would have Bill Murray throw out the first pitch. And then Bartman runs out and grabs it before David Ross catches it. And uh, oh, that would be funny. That'd be good. Or Moise Salou would have to be in there too somewhere, wouldn't he? He might beat the crap You're out of Urinating on someone's yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably his own. Which reminds me, Francona had a bizarre quote last night. Did you hear about that? Uh, Who did? Francona. Oh. Can I just say Who? the segues on this podcast? Ter- Tito Francona? <laughs> Von what? Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was talking about how cold it was. He said it was so cold that in the fourth inning he um, went to use the bathroom and he couldn't. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> What you know the you know where your pipes freeze? <laughs> it's the uh, same principle. I just thought it was an odd thing to bring up bring up at a press conference, but um, well, I probably don't have to. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really want to know that much about Tito's plumbing. That's, well, also it wasn't even that cold. You know, I'd love to like seeing Lindor. It's like yeah. he clearly doesn't live there year round because if it's like forty three <laughs> degrees, yeah, he's he bundled up like that. <laughs> Where did that lake effect snow kicks in, Frankie? <laughs> uh, that's not a, it's it doesn't make you think a player is like relaxed and ready to play his best <laughs> baseball when he's wearing five balaclavas on his head. But it won't be any better in Chicago, I'm sure. Uh it'll be cold there. You know, I, I'm amazed that a World Series game is that did we ever get an answer or so a World Series game has never been rained at or never been uh rain cut shortened. off rain shortened, yes. Um what is the rule? Like what if do we, do we know that for sure? No, I mean games have, games have ended because according of to darkness. Wikipedia. Well, okay, since 1912, <laughs> there have been no. <laughs> according but games to the Wikipedia, have to now do they have to? Compl- yes, because of the after what happened with the Phillies and the Rays in 2008, that night yeah. on the spot, Bud Selig invented a rule that said there will never be a rain-shortened World Series or postseason game. They will all be played to their conclusion, which is why the clinching game of that World Series wound up being restarted a day and a half later in the. Fifth inning, I think yeah. it was in the Phillies one. But was it tied? I don't think when it so. rained because that then that's just a normal. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's how we're going to get history out of this World Series. Going to be a rain shortened. So, but that's not the kind of history we want. No, I know. I'm saying. So what the would they do will if, be if a team if, winning the World Series for that the first wasn't, time since color television? So was if there. that game were five to one in the eighth inning last night and it started to rain, they would have had to go back, all go back there today to finish it up. Yeah, or stay five hours for the rain to pass and finish it. Yeah. Well, there's probably a curfew in, out there too. No, 
They got rid of curfews? Is that really a thing still? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone wants to go out in Cleveland after 11 o'clock. So they've, they've never had, they haven't tested the, the, except. No, Let me, all right, last, <laughs> this will be, this might be a, a good place to, to start to wrap it up on the podcast. What? So I, well, we're just getting going. We could, but you know, other people have other podcasts that, uh, Need the room. We're, we're getting starting to get dirty looks from people. No, we're not. So, There's nobody out there. Ted's lying to <laughs> we you. We are getting dirty looks, but it's not because yeah. they want us to leave. Uh, the uh, so Cavs won the NBA title. LeBron so has heard. been a presence at Progressive Field, which is great. Uh, do you buy that he's like a, a newly reborn Indians fan? No, or he said he's, he's still a Yankees. Right, fan. right. Yeah. Are, are you okay with that? Do you think that's legit? Sure. You don't Man's care. Man's allowed to root whoever he wants to root for. By the rules of fandom, Free country. You're, you're giving him a pass. Um, okay, I, I, at least he stick to his. He stuck to his guns. Is LeBron an Indians fan, and is Hillary Clinton a Cubs fan? These are the real questions that are driving America right now. You could be, yeah, uh, sure. Because they both also claim to be Yankees fans. Uh, and Ohio is a swing state. Yeah, but LeBron's not running for. Um, yeah. I, to answer yeah. your question, yes. You're okay with it. Oh. You yeah. think he's really an Indians fan at heart? I, I'm sure he wants the Indians to win. Who cares? Really? Who cares? What he said. I mean, guy can like the Yankees and he can like the team that plays across the street. He can root for okay. them to win. I got I got no problem with that. Yeah. Same with, you know, if Hillary wants to be a fan of all 30 teams, that's she, that she's... Okay. She should be all of our president. She says she wants to be all of our president. Well, she wants to be the president she, of the Marlins she could be and the Pirates. All of our first fan too. Okay. Uh, lay off. Give LeBron. I'm not break. Laying off. This is not a Baylesian moment. I. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just wondering God. if uh, someone's got, someone has and someone will again give him crap for not being a potty mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't he at an Indians Yankees playoff game wearing a Yankees hat a yes. few years ago? Okay, thought so. Just making sure. Yeah, that, I mean that was probably not you know good thinking, but an honest moment from LeBron. Are you, are you accusing him of being disingenuous? No, not at all. Like he's got no. Oh, you made it sound like a rare honest moment for LeBron. No, no, no. Look, he was. I, I like LeBron exactly as much. I should probably get out. I have exactly as much love and respect uh, for LeBron as anybody in this room who's not a Cleveland fan. How many fingers? How many of my fingers do you think I could fit inside one of those? Calves rings that they those things are huge. Yeah, it's a big ring. Can I wear that around my wrist? <laughs> <laughs> Thank First you for ring that analysis. Tells time. <laughs> it's a big ring. <laughs> Bar's been raised for the Indians. If they get one now, they'll have to match that. Well, I love how the Indians or the Cavs are like selling them. You know, fans could buy them. Really? Wait, what? Well, uh, yeah. Somebody was telling me this. Oh, some I, yeah, I sent some guy last night there at the. Jost- Jostens can get you your uh, pretty much. Right I mean, you can buy like you know they have like different pricing, different price points depending on how you know nice you want it and what type of cubic zirconium they use in it. But um, yeah, I guess fans could buy their own. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Don't quote me on that. That was what some guy in a bar told me. You're start wearing, somewhere I have it. I'm gonna start wearing my high school ring. You have your high school ring? I, somewhere. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I uh, don't have a high school uh, ring. Did you see the uh, yearbook quote about uh, the Cubs from 1993 that oh, yeah, some yeah. guy predicted the Cubs would win the 2016 World Series? Really? Yeah. Why? Just probably to be a snarky that man high school was senior. Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tear up my knee, <laughs> and then the Cubs are going to win the World Series. 
Over 20 years ago. We nailed it. That's impressive. You don't believe it? No, I believe it. I'm just saying. Oh, some people nail it. I wouldn't say it was a. It was, he got lucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably better. Back, Back to the Future almost nailed it last year. Yes, they did. You don't know. He could, could have been the guy who invented Pakoda. <laughs> <laughs> or or a we guy who guy invented, who invented a, well, it could be a guy probably who not, cause invented it been a called, better Pakoda. It would have been called, uh, what would have been called? I don't know. Ritz. Ken Ritz. Right. Right. Landro. Kingman. Wait, wait Charbonneau? Um, possibly. Joe Charbonneau? We've run out of things to talk about, haven't we? No. You can open a beer bottle with his eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> he broke his nose, fixed it with a pair of pliers, and as a result, he could drink beer through a straw through his nose or something. Who's this? Ken Wrights. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Charbonneau. Uh, uh, Joe Charbonneau. Anyway. I, uh, All right. When I was a kid, I... Uh, uh, I, I can I can tell this now because I, I don't know where it is and I will never try and sell it, but... Uh, Joe Charbonneau was shining a uh, shining. He was sh- he was shining shoes. <laughs> he was signing uh, at a Burger King. I believe it was in Medina or maybe Mentor. I don't know. So I mean, my dad Language. took me. My dad took me, and uh, uh, this is probably my dad's fault because the ball I took was like one of those you know off-brand baseballs. It's like made out of you know pleather, sort of. <laughs> So it, you know, Charbonneau signed it with like a, you know, I used like a bic, and it just immediately, you know, smudged. There was sort of smudge, and kind of. So I, I just kind of like retraced most of the. Oh, and the That's great the, Joe might be Charbonneau. the first ever baseball I autograph, autograph I've heard of with a bic. <laughs> Well, it was like this it's was before time. sharpies, man, and you. No, oh, that's the way it used to be. You just you'd go there and. Have you ever tried to sign a baseball? It's not easy. It's, yeah, it's, it's I hard have, actually. Yeah, sign in the sweet spot. Yeah, Foley's. What? The New York bar that has nothing but autographed baseballs from uh, media members. What? Yeah. You can go there and do it there. I don't have one you, there. Do you? I do. What? They'll let you go. It's not. It's not a high bar to clear if <laughs> I have one there. In fact, if anyone from Foley's hears this, they'll probably well they won't care, but they'll Where if they is want this to they check it. And Did you use it a bic? No, I use whatever they gave you. Huh. Paper, so what, you, paper you, mate? You, you need you someone to there? vouch for you. I went with a guy who had been a beat writer for a time in his life, and when he went uh, for the first time with other beat writers at the time, they had all done it. So it was like, he's the next beat writer to come through here. I'll have a sign our ball. We'll put it up in the window. I mean, they have hundreds of these things, and they're all, you know, minuscule. Like, you don't recognize any of these names. So he was like, now you're here. Now you can sign a ball. So the guy brought a Sheldon ball and signed it. Sheldon Ocker. What do I know that name? Oh, the Cleveland uh, plane dealer, yeah. Um, Stringer for a while. So uh, I'm just saying, if you're looking for your next bar watch for the Cleveland mm. Indians, let's where go is Foley? Fo- it's near never, Madison Square. I've never heard of it. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of it's a tough neighborhood to find a place to go out there. Yeah, true. But uh, they're big baseball fans. There. Probably more sports writers have signed those balls than have signed the checks at Foley's. Actually, ooh, but, uh, well done. There you go. Not bad. <laughs> Woo. All right. Well, I think it was worth it doing a Strike Zone podcast with the one and only Mark Bechtel of the Cleveland uh, Bureau of Sports Illustrated. Thanks for joining us, Mark. I, it was my pleasure, Dave. <laughs> Ted, sorry. <laughs> um, you got a prediction? Prediction? Uh, Maybe this is why he hasn't waited. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go Tribe in seven. I, I just, there I think go. Kluber's going to win. I think, I think Kluber's going to win twice, and then. 
you know, I think they get, you know, an Andrew Miller special or something in there. I just think if it goes seven, I would not. If it goes seven, that probably means Kluber would have won four. So if he, I would not bet against him at that point. Uh, so I think if it goes seven, I think the Indians are in good shape. Seven, seven would far. be fun just to see how yeah. long Andrew Miller pitches. He might let Andrew Miller throw 120 pitches. Well, he, he would probably just start Kluber pitching until he drops, and then bring in Miller and pitch him till he drops. That's who you lose with, yeah, or win with. You know, you know what though, Kluber, man, his numbers, just, he's this is like not quite Bumgarnerian, but he's good. It's, if they get ahead, well, no, they just want to pitch him. And, if they were up two one, I wonder if they would. Well, they wouldn't yeah. save him for game five. And no, because clinch. then you lose him yeah. for seven. So. Well, unless to your point, Bumgarner, you could bring him out of the bullpen. Mm. But I understand that one for seven. they can bring Bumgarner out of the bullpen? Yes. Is that what you said? Schilling, the last guy to do it, I think the last guy before that was Jack Morris, I think, to make three starts in the World Series. Mm. So Corey Kluber, Kurt Schilling, Jack Morris. Um. All right, well, let's hope Kluber When is Jack Morris going to run for uh, Senate? Senate. Start a per- his own periscope. He's actually he does a uh, MLB.com stuff. So you see him at the World Series, you can ask him. I'm why not, is Schilling, I'm not at the World Series? Yeah, playing and going. Why would Schilling run for Massachusetts? That's where he lives. That's where people like it. Oh. Where he once was once beloved. Well, I know, but I thought he just. I, I thought when he bankrupted Rhode Island, I, I was thought he lived in Rhode Island. Rhode Island's off limits. <laughs> he still owes them forty-two million dollars. <laughs> they, they will. <laughs> seize all his campaign buttons yeah. <laughs> across the state <laughs> melt them down uh, it's best to, always best to run where there are no outstanding debts um, I don't think he would win Massachusetts these days I think we're going to find out start talking about dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right game three of the world series coming up uh, in a matter of hours Watch it on Fox. That's right, our new partners. Or live stream it on Fox Sports Go. Which you which can I get to through SI.com. I did while I was at a wedding in Virginia during Game 6 of the NLCS. I used Fox Sports Go. It was a wonderful viewing experience. Was I'm it? not just saying that. Yeah, it really was. Worked out great. Thanks for uh, joining us, Mark. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, Thank you. Good luck with the rest of the he world. He didn't hear you say that. His yeah. headphones already off. What? <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening to Strike Zone Podcast. We'll do another one of these after the World Series when we know whether or not the Cleveland Indians have actually uh, ended a 68-year drought, which is really interminable. I can't imagine any team going longer than 68 years without winning the World Series. And if there is one, I don't want to know about it. That would be terrible. Yeah. All right. Uh, check us out on si.com slash podcast or on... Uh, the various podcast uh, places where you find, particularly Apple iTunes, where you can leave us what <laughs> You've I'm never sure. listened to this show, have you? <laughs> well, I'm sure will be a glowing review on Apple iTunes. SI.com slash I love when right. I love when they tell you to buy books wherever books are sold. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you guys were both in the room when I made that joke the other day, weren't you? This podcast right. is available wherever <laughs> fruit is sold. <laughs> Look at your phone and you can find a way to listen to our podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. So long. Hey, where'd you get that book? <laughs> Oh, it's a place where books are sold. <laughs> <laughs>